the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. We are in in the second hour. There is two lines open. one 367 pot Potpourri night. I will take all questions or comments or observations as we are enjoying the privilege of being able to use this technology to engage one another, to be watchful, to be circumspect, to be discerning. Um, let me go to line number one and talk with Susie in Redwood City. Susie, are you there? Um, I just want to quickly say before I get to my main point um, that, that physically, uh, you know, I've had these issues. Um, I lost a friend. He was perfectly healthy, uh, took the second jab of Moderna, had a massive heart attack and died. Even the coroner's office, even the, the hospital had to admit it was from the vaccine, not from sure. anything else. Absolutely. Now, we know the stories. I've had yeah. high blood pressure, um, aches and pains. I've had MRIs, CAT scans. They can't figure out what's wrong. So I'm not going to go through all of that, but there's something else I want to talk to you about, if I may, sure. really, sure. really fast, because it, 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 it's, it's scaring me. Okay. I have done what I've been doing, because, as you know, I work with domestic, well, maybe you don't remember, violence. It's just horrible. These women actually want to go... They say, I'd rather go home to my man. At least I know it's one oppressor instead of the whole government. So that's right. just a little background. But what's happening in my life is really scary. I hope you can help me. I can't believe I'm going to say this on the radio. But um, I've been reading my Bible all the, I have two hours in the morning, and I've had a closeness with God like I've never had. I, keep, I find myself lying in bed um, and literally reaching out like a baby with my arms up in the air, trying, sometimes I almost feel with tears streaming down that I can reach to my father, like a yeah. little baby reaches out, and it's been a beautiful thing, but simultaneously, simultaneously, one day, and this is a God-honest truth, I, I, by accident, I called to someone in San Francisco, oh, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, but I got a, a chat line. So I, I was so stunned, it was one digit off the number I was calling. Now, I did not stay on the line, but as God is my witness, I, one day I was so down, and I thought, and while I'm reaching to God and so close to Him and so grateful, and so I, I, beyond this, this closeness I can't even describe, I've never had in my life, mm-hmm. praise God. I called that number. Now, I, I, you, give a little, you give a little say, I thought, well, I'm lonely. I'm lonely. I, yeah. I, I just want to talk to someone. I, you're supposed to live, give a little thing. You say, this is your name. I specifically say, I'm not calling for any sex talk. I'm not into right. that. I want to, if there's someone just wants to have a conversation. But come on, Pastor. This is a chat line, okay? Right. And I found myself, and as I, I'm sorry, I can't believe I'm saying this on air, but I need to tell you, as I'm calling, I'm struggling. I could almost feel a pull. I don't want to call. I'm physically sick about the fact that I'm being drawn to this. At the same time, I'm reaching out to God like a little child reaching up, and then I'm calling, and I've done it twice. And then, you know, sometimes it sounds nice. We just talk about all kinds of things. But then, invariably, it gets to, hey, you know, whatever. And then I have to hang up because then they want to get into what they really are talking about. And I I don't understand this pull simultaneously. And I really need you to help me. And uh, I'm not being articulate, but if I could 
kind of get. No, you're, you're very clear. You're very clear and you did a great job of not, um, <clears throat> you know, not going into detail. I appreciate that, Susie. So, yeah, this would be sit down, you know, with a cup of coffee or some tea <clears throat> and an hour's conversation about a lot of things. So for my thousands of listeners out there, this is our sister Susie. And you guys ought to know if you listen to my teaching about um, who we are in Christ and who we are in ourselves, that that dichotomy is not impossible, that um, we can sow to the spirit and sow to the flesh um, at the same time, sometimes simultaneously, all honest, legitimate, true believers who are in between grace and glory know this. Only people that wouldn't know this would be delusional religionists who pretend to be closer to God than they really are, but people who, um, one, um, are genuinely honest about the, uh, the schizophrenic uh, pathology that can occur, particularly when we're under pressure. And so, you know, Susie is struggling with major levels of depression. That's one. And then struggling with um, what we know is uh, a, a social contagion of uh, disassociation disorder, anxiety disorder. Uh, anxiety is a ubiquitous uh, presence right now with a lot of people. I, I deal with uh, these kind of counseling situations a lot. Um, this is not justification. This is just the fact. When you and I are under the levels of stress, both depression-wise and anxiety-wise, then Romans 7 will easily come up. The good that I would, I do not. The evil that I wouldn't, I do. I find myself doing. And generally, that pattern will take place uh, in uh, in separate categories. One day I'm doing good, another day I might find myself much more prone to an evil disposition, just because of a lot of dynamics, not being uh, wise in my in my awareness of myself, not watching myself carefully as I ought to. But sometimes we will be right there where we are contemplating God and contemplating uh, temptation at the same time. That is not uh, an uncommon thing to occur. So our sister is in a kind of trap right now, a cycle of, uh, of dissension into the slew of despond in the pit of despair and, and, and is in need of uh, massive prayer to help her organize her thoughts in a way by which she can overcome the self-deception that leads to the choice to um, to gratify our um, our humanness for relationship and for just uh, what we would know to be the uh, comforting, soothing benefits of conversation. That's what she wants, but she's taking it down a path that we know will lead to dialogue and conversation about things that are a lot, much, lot more diabolical and a lot more painful. Um, Susie, you are speaking for tons of my brothers out there and a growing number of sisters as well who are engaging in the bowing down to temporarily of uh, of the tyranny of uh, idolatrous narcissism, 
There's no, I see it. I see it everywhere. I, it's, it's remarkable. Um, and it covers itself in many spectrums. And you, you did a great job of not uh, turning it into an X-rated ex- expletive. I'm so glad for you on that level. And I know that you're fighting the good fight of faith. And you are doing what a lot more people need to do. And that is they need to be confessional about it. Uh, with somebody that can pray for them. And of course, tomorrow night, I will get it. One of my sisters, one of my brothers will say, hey, let's remember Susie as we go to the throne of grace and pour out our hearts for the body of Christ, the people of God, our family, our children, our children's children, our children's children, children, because we know that they're going through it too. You think a sister like like Susie and, and, and a brother that has not called, who is in the exact same precise situation, uh, does not represent multitudes of young people who are far more uh, influenced by their hormonal uh, disorientation and ramping up of, uh, of of desires for relationship and intimacy. You'd be con- ke- uh, kidding yourself. This is why we have a have to have a grand love for our God and a grand love for our neighbor and a a broad perspective on how all of this works so that we can be as sympathetic and empathetic in prayer uh, and in healthy conversation as we possibly can. And that's that's what we're going to do for our sister Susie. Now, of course, I've got to take a break. I'm not doing a podcast yet. One day we will do podcasts, the Lord willing, and we will be able to take this into two and three hours uninterrupted by uh, by uh, by business. And so you guys got our sister. She's saying, help, help, Lord. And God helps directly. He helps indirectly. He helps by the body of Christ. And we will see her victory in the future. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines are open. One, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Two lines are open. One, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. The Lord bless Susie. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. Um, You want to thank God for, you guys want to thank God for uh, this kind of opportunity. Really, you do. Think about how privileged we are. And we've had many of these occasions over the years. You know that, where we've had these profoundly important conversations with brothers and sisters um, whom whom we have never seen, uh, have never had personal contact with. And we have been able to um, serve them in prayer, serve them in counsel and be a blessing to them. Thank God for Sister Susie, because she allows she allowed her heart to be shared in her struggle, which is common to all of us. The Bible is clear. Be extremely mindful of those that are in any kind of adversity, knowing that you yourself are also in the body, the physical body is the medium between the spiritual dimension and the physical dimension. And God is glorified in our bodies. And we are often troubled by our bodies when they don't go in the direction that God wants them to. I want you to imagine our sister suffering a number of physical ailments of which um, she has no diagnosis that takes on its own psychological burden And then on top of that, she ministers to women who are in states of constant brokenness. And we already know that women bear sympathetically and vicariously the wounds and hurts and pains of other women. And that will put you in a vulnerable place. And that's where our sister is, in a vulnerable place. 
deliver us from the evil one, Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let me go to line number three and talk from uh, to Mark in Palo Alto, if he's still there. Mark, are you there? I uh, am. Yeah. yeah, what's up? Well, Stu Peter's documentary is up. It aired in August, and I want everyone to go to Rumble and watch these little ones. Uh, Stu, as you all know, was a bounty hunter, and he's uh, now the bounty hunter of the air. Did a fine job, and it's... Uh, to type this in as you're listening to me, write it down, tell 10 people, and don't let it stop with, with those 10 people. You tell them to tell 10, and then maybe we can uh, rip the pants off of the CPS and give them a good spanking because they need it. And uh, it, it will make you sick. But type in these little ones. Write that down, listeners, these little ones on Rumble. And uh, Rumble's a really good platform for free speech. Uh, so far, they're, they're doing a fine job. And I think the guy who owns Rumble is a Christian. I forgot his name. But uh, it's just very important that we we listen to this because, you know, it's just, it's awful. It, it, will, it will make you very upset, you know. Uh, the footage he has, uh, I think he has some friends. I know he has some friends that are cops. And he, so it's excellent footage as to what actually happens. Uh Every day, somewhere in in the United States, because uh, the CPS has been getting all this money since uh, Clinton signed this thing and started pulling it out from the Social Security and giving it to the so-called CPS, which stands for the Child Protective uh, Services. And this uh, is around the world too. This is in Mexico. This is in China. This is in Europe. This is in Britain. This is in almost every country of the world and what Mark is talking about is uh, child sex trafficking, child molestation, child abuse, and other horrific things that the vast majority of America does not know and does not want to know. We don't want to know it any more than we want to know what the real Mm -hmm. numbers of abortions are in America or around the world. And that's why the title, These Little Ones, is something that is designed to provoke some measure of uh, concern on the part of free adults who might wake up from the Matrix and the Truman story that we're we're dealing with and, and be concerned about what is one of the uh, silent uh, tragedies of, of our time, and that is tens of thousands of missing children that that go missing every day and we pay no attention to it um and we don't because we don't see the sonograms we don't get to see the ultrasounds we don't get to see the cameras in the womb we don't get to see how horrible the abortion is we don't get to see how uh quickly kids are snatched up we don't get to see our dysfunctional governmental systems employed in these things and so our hearts are not broken until it happens to us Um, And so that's what he's saying. And these little ones, you can easily find it because the platform is holding up some really, really good presentations. And uh, that's uh, that's exactly right, Mark. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly. uh, That's exactly right. I'd like to say that uh, we also, you know, every week I wonder, are you going to air again? You know, because you're the only guy who 
I mean, I know you're not the only guy who has courage, but I, I don't know. Man, we got guys all over killing it, Mark. Yeah. We got all, we got guys, you know that they're all over killing it. None of us are on on a uh, on regular media. We're nobody's on regular media. That's part of the big battle that we hope going forward ultimately changes. And if not, then you know strategically what we're going to be dealing with is a kind of underground community. And 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 there's a good possibility I won't be on this platform either because. You know, I do talk about stuff that nobody is talking about and people don't want to hear. The very the people around me don't want to hear this, but I'm compelled yeah. by calling to do it. And so I do it until they say, hey, Jess, we're done with you. And we, we got plan B already set up. As long as our world can operate out of independent platforms uh, like the one that Stu is on and many others, there are some really good platforms out there doing some yeoman's work, but they're not getting the numbers uh, that some some are. Steve's act. Uh, Stu is actually getting good numbers. I, I I I check these systems out frequently, and he's doing great. He's doing fine. When you're dealing with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, uh, you're good. You're you're making an impact. Um, I don't even know what we're doing here, um, because uh, the radio platform is definitely diminishing around the world. But, um. It'll happen, whatever, whatever, you know, all we do is take one day at a time and I come on on a Monday show and, and if they let me on, then I, I talk from my heart, from what I know, and, and I try to balance it out with rich theology and gospel-centered stuff, but we map this stuff over on the top of our world because we're not living on an Indian reservation, we're not living in a time capsule, we're not a throwback to some kind of Pollyanna culture, we're living in the midst of an apostasy and an evil and a measure of wickedness that we have never seen before and atrocity on the likes of Habakkuk. I talked about that earlier. Habakkuk, the watchman, what do you see? And he saw atrocity at major levels. And the Lord said he's sending Babylon and Babylon carries a major spiritual correlation to the whole global agenda. And captivity is what they want to do in captivity is indeed what's happening all around us right now. The uh, soldiers and armies of the captain of Nebuchadnezzar are encompassing nations about at the medical tyranny policy level, at the military uh, policy level, at the media policy level, and at the governmental policy level. And our kids are being brought into captivity ideologically with this whole CRT and, and woke doctrine and queer theory because men and women are not awake. They are still asleep, watching their children being chained metaphorically and spiritually and walked off into um, neo-Babylonian captivity uh, because we're spiritually asleep. And God will wake this nation up by horrific um, judgments, and then we'll realize that we should have been listening to the watchmen all alone. Thanks for the call. Got to take a hard break when I come back. Anne from Palo Alto. And there are three lines open. one 5329 Talk to me. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. What a great analogy uh, by uh, Jim Dobson there. Great analogy. Don't let the reins go. Don't take your hand off the steering wheel and let your kids drive. <laughs> they will run both of you over into the ditch. Uh, and then uh, in addition to that or conversely to that, when they're at the right ages, you can give them an opportunity to sit behind the steering wheel as you guide them. I remember my dad allowing me to drive on his lap 
um, very early on, way too early to, for me to know the difference between him guiding the steering wheel and me pretending naively that I'm actually uh, directing the car. And I remember one day he took his hand off the steering wheel and man, I was all over the place. I don't know how he let me do that. And, but it opened my eyes. And then I remember one time jumping in the car while he was cleaning it and put, I don't know if I started enough, started it or not, but I put it in reverse and the car started going backwards. And I'm like, man, what in the world am I doing? And uh, of course he saved me from that calamity. Uh, and that can happen if we don't keep our hands on the reins long enough. Three lines are open. We've got 20 minutes, one 367 love to counsel you, give you some insight, uh, hear your observations and your views about things while we still have 20 minutes to do some conversation. one 367 Let's go to line number two and talk with Ann from Palo Alto. Ann, are you there? Yes. Okay, I have... I kind of agree with the last guy. I keep thinking the FBI is going to raid you and pull you in. But anyway, that might happen. There's no doubt about I it. Know. It may happen. I, I, you know, I try to not I try to avoid the thought. How wicked would our nation be to take a pastor who's behind the radio warning people about facts that come from the very institutions that we're told not to repeat? Uh, and, 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 and want to accost me or, or tag me or stain me or make me look like a fool because they know how to do it. The CIA, FBI, they know how to make a, you then like Malcolm X said, they know how to make the good people look bad and the bad people look good. It can happen anytime they want to. And I'm glad it hasn't happened up to yet. So what's going on with you young lady? Okay. So I'm back to the vaccine. I didn't get the jab, and I won't get the jab, but I've had to lie at work about getting it, and I feel awful about it because, you know, I know these people have worked with them, but I will lose my job if I say anything. So I'm just sick of pretending, but I'm not getting the jab. Right. Um, I wish there were ways in which you could have um, not lied, um, only because... You already well, know the pain when we capitulate at that level. And and you're not by yourself, so I can say that you're speaking for a lot of people who weren't uh who weren't dispositionally capable of using other measures to to um to stand for righteousness because there there's no way, no way that there should have ever been a mandate policy. No way on right. earth should anyone should have been told you must do it to keep your job. This is the part that really bothers me and for which, you know, every Monday I, I wonder, is it is it the thing to do to keep talking about this? Because there's so much information I get and I, and I feel like I need to make sure that I talk this through long enough until... Uh, when I go on to other things, I have fully executed my calling on these matters. But then I look up and see other diabolical situations, other tyrannical policies, other uh, other problems that the people of God are having and, and people in general with this present reset, this present neo-Marxist, tyrannical, medical, bio uh, 
surveillance system agenda that we're under. Because uh, see, the reality, Ann, is they want everybody to be under a vaccine regimen, and it's not a vaccine. It's a surveillance technology under the skin. Now, that's going to emerge over time. People would think we're crazy, but I'm here to, here to tell you, there's no reason why they want to jab you, your, 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 you know, your, your, your peers, little kids, little kids, children in the womb, when we have outrageous numbers of evidence of how harmful this is to mothers. I was just looking at a statistic today. Mothers who are pregnant, uh, when they have taken the jab early on, 70% uh, miscarriages, 70% versus 17%. Uh, children with autoimmune def- uh, deficiencies increase astronomically when you give them the jab. Myocarditis and pericarditis is a condemnation of their uh, ability to play sports later on in life. We already know that. Thrombosis uh, and, and, and this kind of neosynthetic blood clotting, which destroys the quality of your health, is everywhere evident in these jabs. Um, if you need more information to help you understand, don't ever take it. Then uh, all you have to do is email me at gbchayward at gmail.com, gbchayward at gmail.com. I can dump on anybody hundreds of articles and and uh, documentaries that will help you see reality behind the scenes of this demonic, diabolical agenda that's going on. Um, but yes, my dear sister, you're, you are going to have to ask God to help you to overcome the fear that is causing you to capitulate because it won't be good for you in the long run to continue to, to lie. Uh, pray that he changes the situation that allows you to tell the truth so that you can be a thriving Christian who stands on principles um, that can handle that level of pressure. It's just a job. I remember for years I was saying this the last couple of years. I said, saints, my brothers and sisters, listen to me. Don't compromise your integrity over a job. If you have to really begin to look at how God can honor you by getting you another job, how God can honor you by keeping you at that job, how God can honor you by putting you on a path for another career or anything like that, only because what we know is when we compromise at the level of ethics and morals, we crush our faith. We crush our faith because our faith is designed to glorify God and to promote righteousness. You know this. I'm I'm speaking to everybody that's listening. It's a terrible thing when we find ourselves in a pattern of denying God for something as tangential and as as ethereal as a job. The job does not define you as a person. And that's where we have to suffer because we are not defined by a job. We're defined by our relationship with God. And God is able to make all grace abound and to open doors where there are no doors open and to protect us from evils when we stand for him. But we that's an assignment. So we got we have to pray for you and we are going to pray for you that God will grace you to um, to have a greater confidence in him when they push up against you uh, in the future, because I know it hurts. It hurts when we're truly born again. It it hurts like I don't know what to to not be able to tell the truth. It hurts like I don't know what we were made for truth. And truth is the premise of freedom. And freedom is the atmosphere that allows us to thrive as God's witnesses in the world. But the world hates truth 
And you can see today that it hates freedom. And if it has its way, it would have everybody's brains filled with little uh, nano, uh, uh, lipid nanoparticles uh, of graphene and all kinds of other adjuvants that create havoc in your body and havoc in your bloodstream and havoc in your lungs and havoc in your vital parts and uh, and havoc in your brain. And this is why people are slow and this is why people are lethargic and this is why people are hurting and this is why people are going, going to increase in this over the years who have taken the vaccine. They know what I'm saying is the truth. Even though they feel fine right now, they know that something is not right, particularly the ones that have taken uh, jab two and then booster two and three, um, unless they were fortunate enough to get some saline. Other than that, they are in a deteriorated health state, and this is going to be a regiment going forward for them for which they will regret having done it. So we're going to pray to the end that God would help you to uh, continue to grow in your love for him, in your love for his word, in your love for his grace, in your love for humanity. We love humanity, uh, and, and humanity needs the Lord, and our governments need the Lord um, as well. So you keep hanging in there, sister, and pray for me, and I'll pray for you. Uh, thank you for the call. Um, one 367 5329 Five three two nine. Got a couple of folks on the line, and uh, we can we can keep at it. I'll I'll uh, start our conversation with James on line one. James on line one, uh, and then we'll take a break. James, are you there? Yes, I'm here. So I'm glad to get in contact with you. How you doing today? I'm good, man. What's going on? What's your thoughts? We got about a minute. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back on the other side and finish up. What's your thoughts? Well, I've been kind of. Uh, you know, in you know, in and out. But I've been thinking a lot about, uh, you know, as you know, the meeting we had on Saturday, yeah, you know, and just the, the you know, being a watchman, you know, and yeah, yeah. It, it's, we're just not taught to be watchmen. I, I, I just sad to say that we just haven't reached that level of teaching in the church, and I think that's evident in the, you know because of the way the nation is gone. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, we, we we always talk about being founded upon, you know, God, you know, and on the word of God, being under God. We know our founding fathers, you know, sat under God and prayed, you know, before they made decisions. And I think as a result, we had we had the best written constitution that could, you know, guide a country. But so many people, myself included, are not versed in what it means to be an American. I mean, as far as the Constitution, as far as, you know, what our rights are right. as a citizen. And I think that's hurting us right now. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and then when we come back on the other side, we'll talk about um, three dimensions of what it means to watch, as you and I talked about it on Saturday. We'll close out talking about what it means to be a watchman in three categories. You're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are. We've got a few minutes before our program closes out. I'm talking with a brother, James, uh, from the Bay Area. And we're talking about the whole concept of uh, being watchmen. We had a great uh, time on Saturday with our men uh, as we addressed the burden of Habakkuk, the uh, servant of God and <clears throat> what we call the minor prophets, <clears throat> addressing 
what he saw in his world. And we made application to uh, to ourselves today. For those of you who enjoyed my teaching, you can catch that uh, online at Grace Bible, uh, Grace Bible Church in Hayward, grace-bible.com, grace-bible.com, Saturday Men's Study. Uh, it was a really good time. There, there were three categories I called uh, our uh, attention to our men on in the area of watching, but I definitely want to expand this one out too a bit. First of all, men and women, uh, but the man uh, of God has to watch his own heart. That's Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart, garrison your heart, <clears throat> secure your heart, know your heart. And Jesus told us uh, out of the abundance of our heart, the things that proceed out of our mouth indicate whether or not we are properly viewing the world, properly understanding the world. Either we walk in darkness or light. So there's an absolutely important principle of watching our own heart. But if we watch our own heart, then we're going to be able to actually see our own domain, see our arena, see the, the realm of life in which we walk. And uh, if you're a married man, you got to watch the uh, wife, the heart of your wife, because she can fall, as the Bible lays out as well. And uh, you need to be able to pray for her and uh, admonish her and, and uh, instruct her so that she doesn't perish. You got to do the same thing for your children. Because uh, your children can wreak all kinds of painful havoc uh, in your life. Men of God, this is your Bible. We see them going astray all the time, and particularly in the hazardous times in which we live. And of course, men are called to be leaders in the church. And this is why we had to admonish the pastors who are called to be watchmen, but are sleeping dogs, loving to sleep, slumber, snooze, snore, and not speak up about the reality of things according to God. That the blood of our nation will be on the hands of many pastors uh, because of a failure to watch. Ask Jeremiah, ask Ezekiel, and many, many others. And what I raised afterwards was, what do you see, brethren? This is when we went into a lengthy uh, Q&A that lasted over an hour uh, about the burdens of things in our heart. And James, um, yeah, I mean, imagine what kind of nation we would be if we had men who were concerned, who were uh, circumspect, who were uh, insightful, who were knowledgeable about the activities of our world, particularly with the technology that we have uh, to be able to to warn the people of God about the different spiritual captivities, practical captivities that you and I are talking about. Imagine how uh, wonderful a society we would have where we can watch for our own souls and then watch for the souls of the lost as well. I'll give you a few minutes to uh, to, to divulge on that. Well, absolutely, <clears throat> PJ. It's you know, we have to be a thinker. I mean, I, I, I've reached a point, obviously, the only way that you can properly govern or yourself or navigate this world system is through the word of God. Yeah. I mean, if your destination is to make it to glory. Now, Amen. of course, you can be caught up by the things of the world, the world system, and you can be successful. And let that define your success, which yes. the majority of the world has done. But to be a, a a godly man in this, you know, in this generation at a time such as this, because none of this is a, is a surprise to God. He knew who the called out ones were. He knew who, who were going to be the ones who were going to be left trying to pull people out to burning people. If I can just use that vernacular, because it's going to burn down. Because he said that's what he's going to do. You know, 
and we were going to be the generation that the truth was going to endure through, according uh, through the Psalms. And so, this is what he what he knew, but only what he knew. We don't know that. That's what right. he knows. So for for us to be caught up in you know this diabolical scheme, which like Zev said. It was evil, but it was brilliant, but it was still, it was a brilliant, evil, but still brilliant, but still evil plan that they come across, uh, that, that they've implemented for, for decades, uh, just like uh, Yuri Besmanov said we spoke on, and, yeah. oh, man, the, uh, the other, uh, no, Yuri was the uh, uh, KGB, and then the, uh, uh, the, uh, the other individual, I can't think of his name right now, uh, who, 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 who told us how they implemented this, but people are so given into, well, let's put it this way. The people that are awoke and are blind, the, yeah, people that are blind and just don't know, they believe everything that they've been told by the mainstream media. But then there's, I think we talked about this, there's the other half who I believe that is awake, but censored, and they're doing everything they can to keep us that way. That's right. Um, I heard a statement, uh, and I'll, we'll be closing down in a minute. I heard a statement by um, Dr. Kiriati. Um, Dr. Kiriati was one of three uh, scientists, professors working down in uh, San Diego at um, at uh, the University of Irvine, San Diego, and he was the he was actually the uh, uh, ethics. He was the head of the ethics department down there when when COVID hit, and what he and um, uh, Dr. Atlas and uh, Dr. Budachari and a few others did in drawing up the great Barrington Declaration was warn our government not to shut everything down, but to isolate the vulnerable and, and work out um, determining how to uh, uh, create, uh, you know, immunity uh, in a safe way that did not put uh, put in danger our children, our young adults, our jobs our vocations, our health, psychologically, emotionally, uh, and spiritually, uh, and they shut him down. So you already know there are hundreds and even tens of thousands of good, loving, humanitarian-oriented doctors who who are committed to the vow of do no harm, who already told us the better way to go, uh, and they and they shut them down. But again, th- whenever that kind of pressure occurs, what we have come to know is God allows the majority to push up against the minority in order to give the minority grace to operate in oppositional times in ways in which the truth comes out anyway. And uh, and so we're playing um, a position of uh, weakness so that God might get the glory. And this is where true believers have to understand the truth is coming out. It will continue to come out. The battle is not over. We're going to be hitting another serious uh, milestone shortly, and, and hopefully we will have learned that our government lies to us and we can respond to it much more graciously next time. Listen, my brother, keep watching, keep praying, uh, keep the faith and let the faith keep you. And this is true for everybody out there. I can hear the sound coming. We are beginning a new series on sanctification tomorrow night at Grace, and you are welcome to join us. We're going deep into God's deliberation to call us, to keep us, conform us, and consummate us in glory. And uh, hopefully that'll help us see what's going on in this world as well. Uh, Until next time. uh, Yeah, one minute. Yeah. 
until next time, uh, the Lord, the Lord bless you, uh, really, and particularly our sister Susie, who's going through some struggles. Um, the Lord keep you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. Lord, show you His face, show you His favor. The Lord restore you, build you up. It's a great opportunity. We'll see you next time, Lord willing. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.